Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. This is the Doing Grain podcast for Christmas 2022. So I thought I'd just have a little review of what's gone on this year and yeah, run through a few things that have happened and a few things that might happen and generally kind of have a little look back at the podcast. So 2022, we've had droughts, you know, namely Argentina at the moment, but there have been a European drought, a Chinese drought during the summer. There's been heat waves. In particular, India took 50 degrees for about 10 days on the trot, which took lots of the crop out. The UK had its own incredible heat wave period, three heat waves above 35 degrees, one day hitting 40, unheard of. And we have had floods, and the ones that spring to mind are Pakistan, where there's still lots of the country underwater, Australia. So the weather is becoming a much more pronounced, more profound. People are saying that it's just a cyclical thing. There's no such thing as global warming. Okay, very possibly you're right. However, it is very clear that the weather is misbehaving every single day somewhere in the world with extreme rain, like in Portugal last week, or you name it. So I think that's something that we're going to be learning to live with. And I just wonder what the UK is going to suffer that really does some damage one day. Probably heat wave and drought. Obviously, war 2022 had something that none of us really wanted to see, war in Europe. War is something that my generation hasn't actually had to deal with, really. It's hideous. As you know, we had a Ukrainian family come to live with us, and they're now living in Norwich, where we're very much kind of still involved with their lives. But if they had a preference, they'd be home, and they'd be on their farms living their life. The daughter, who's 13, would be at school with her mates, having a laugh. It's been very difficult for her going to a school you know in an environment where children aren't perhaps as kind as older people she's managed incredibly well both of them are doing phenomenally well Eula is working incredibly hard and making ends meet paying her way and just being a good citizen of the UK but yeah can you imagine what they've gone through you know does Europe stay together with that Europe's going to look at itself we've already got Bits of it pulling apart. Germany quite happily selling farm equipment to the Russians. You know, the Danish company isn't, or Swedish company isn't. There's a number of people who are sticking to the don't sell the Russians anything, but money talks. The Germans in particular have been pretty weak when it comes to assisting Ukraine, promising stuff, not delivering it, and wanting to have a financial settlement because it's in their interests. You know, Hungary has its view. Italy has changed. An extreme government there you know what colours are going to come out from that the UK's had complete Mickey Mouse government period and just a joke during the summer so there's lots and lots of things within politics which don't seem to be settled anymore you know luckily I haven't got Ben here to tell me I'm being miserable all the time so those are the big market influences and the big issues going on in the background within our industry and I'll just put to you you know in the future what price a US drought next spring or 
a major Chinese or a major Russian drought or something. We've already got Ukraine not producing as many tons as usual. That's taken off the pitch in a world that consumes more and more every day, every year. Which I might as well at this point give you the market. The market itself is effectively closed. No one wants to know anymore. Everyone's gone home to do their Christmas shopping. For the want of recording a value, then the May futures at point of recording is bid 238 and offered at 239. And I think yesterday it closed about 237.50. So it is utterly dead with next to nothing trading anywhere in any commodity markets. Let's look at some other things. The UK, right? The UK farming specifically. We have had a hideous time in the pig sector. The milk sector seemed to get themselves sorted out. Beef, milk is okay-ish. Eggs, utter nightmare. Not only have the mechanism that pretends that it's nothing to do with food strategy and the supermarkets aren't a cartel, are struggling a little bit because even in Westminster last week there was a special debate where the charge was levelled. The supermarkets are cartels. The government minister who replied was just, you know, said he's had lots and lots of meetings. There's nothing of any detail. It's just the usual waffly, rubbishly talking about how they're working really hard to get things done. To me, I think the problem areas remains eggs, pigs, chicken production because of bird flu as well, but milling wheat can't import it easily anymore. Putting nitrogen down blindly is no longer a luxury that anyone in Europe can do. And in the UK, it's the cost of the thing as well. So that may adjust how milling wheat is traded. Is there a UK food strategy? I have my doubts, as you know, from previous podcasts. And who has control? Is it the government or is it major organisations like supermarkets or large trading organisations that have diversified into every aspect of supply and consumption and now even banking? So, yeah, I think it's a worrying time if there is no strategy and maybe the farming community needs to develop or start thinking about a strategy. And let's be clear, if pigs, eggs have gone through a hideous time and cereals have been okay because prices have been up, that's fine at the moment, but your turn will come. There will be a day and there will not be subsidy to save you. Goodness knows what that means or how it's going to turn out, but yeah, you can't rely on the government to have a plan. Sport, let's talk about the UK and sport. That's that's kind of positive. I think Gareth Southgate's a good manager. He's made a, a group of overpaid individuals who could behave like prima donnas and divas like Cristiano Ronaldo, not even waving to the fans or saying well done to the team that beat them. He went off crying like a baby. You know, that sort of behaviour would not be acceptable with the England team because of Gareth Southgate. And I think the fact that he's kind of got them together as a group of people who who think we'll never win anything, well, maybe we won't. But if they behave like that and they go out fighting like they did, and, you know, that game against France could have gone either way. In saying that, final of the World Cup was probably the best final I'll ever see. It was just had everything. And you have to admit that Mbappe and Messi are just on a completely different plane. Wow. Locally, football, Norwich City Football Club relegated again. It's the annual up or down. Although this season, they're playing like a bunch of Muppets with the feet tied together. So we might make the playoffs, but I don't expect us to go up. And the locals are calling for the sacking of the manager. So possibly a torrid local time for footy. Rugby? Yeah, well, Lee said about that, the better. The, the good news for the Altium area is we kept the country in scrum house. You know, Ben Young's still playing, still in the squad. And we have young Jack Van Portfleet. 
coming in hopefully to take over so new coach let's see how that one goes possibly the timing is a bit bad and letting Eddie Jones see his time out would be right but no one's never going to know that unless we win the World Cup which I have my doubts I think the favourites for that at the moment have to be France especially for an avid listener Barwell my friend you are absolutely right I never mentioned the cricket at the time you texted me at five in the morning which means you're a sado watching it live or whatever yeah we've actually now won the series three nil so pretty amazing so you're right well here i am dwelling on us not winning stuff on, on the other side of the sport but yes the cricket we've just stuffed on flat pitches that don't normally come up with results we've beaten the pakistan home side three to nil so there you go there's a positive which just leaves me to do some thank yous because i don't know if you realize we have got on our peak listening times over three and a half thousand listeners to any individual episodes we had last year a total listeners for all of our episodes combined of 33,126 and if you want to know other minute details like how many countries we're actually appearing in the answer is 34 so those of you in haiti the Dominican Republic, Czech Republic, Croatia, Chile, Bulgaria, St. Lucia. All my holiday homes are in these places. Jersey, Oman, Korea, Republic of. Yeah, you name it, we're there. I haven't got any Russian listeners, I don't think. So I can't, yet. Yeah, I'm not breaking any embargoes there. Costa Rica, how about that? I hope you're impressed. I'm impressed. I'm like, wow, how did that happen? So with all of my listeners and the popularity of doing Graham, we have to say thank you to East Coast Production especially Amy, who normally edits, but Ree and Lily stepping in when Amy's not there. Thank you so much for making us sound like we're vaguely professional and cutting out all that coughing and stupidity and other things that can't be broadcast. Good on you, and it's clearly you're doing a good job. I'd like to thank my little team, you know, the boys who, who on a Thursday night, when I go, oh, shit, we haven't done a podcast quick. So Ben, Webby, Josh, Joe, as the usual's coming in at the last minute, but Abby doing a cameo, and Andy, him coming on. So, yeah, thank you very much for your input and your optimism and humour. And, yeah, I'll just leave you with absolutely the best wishes for this Christmas going into 2023. Wouldn't it be great to give a prediction to know exactly what happens next? For what it's worth, you know, it's always good to give a positive projection. I think, unfortunately, the war in Ukraine is going to drag all the way through next year. I think he'll seize the opportunity to expand it beyond the borders. He'll stir up stuff in Serbia with the Kosovans. So I think it's going to escalate, which is a really dangerous thing. So potentially we've got another year of utter disturbance and possibly crazy price movements if any of that doesn't happen and the whole world gets bored with watching the ukrainians getting slaughtered on the news and it stops being headline then maybe the price of cereals will drift down a bit will it go below 200 pounds a ton again and stay there no it won't because the cost of production is right up there and i'm afraid we're in a new era in between now and the moment when the next bad thing happens and there is going to be some weather that makes the market go up at some point i think it drifts but largely it's not full of roses and happiness my prediction for cereal prices because the thing that will be affecting it is going to be hideous weather and hideous politics aside from that have a great christmas thank you for listening all four thousand of you nearly and if i could say goodbye in all these other languages it'd take another 20 minutes so au revoir, Alfie Design, goodbye, happy Christmas. I think we'll slip in a commercial break. And don't forget, you too can advertise on this podcast if you wish to reach the real people that count in the grain industry. Brown & Co are excited to introduce the scale-up phase of the Future Farming Resilience Fund. 
This DEFRA-funded project enables Brown & Co. to provide free, on-farm tailored support to farmers across all of England until March 2025. We have worked with hundreds of farmers over the past two years delivering the initial phases of this project and have widened our support offer as a result of farmer feedback. We believe the choice we offer farmers is unique, with land, planning, environmental, commercial and agribusiness divisions all under one roof. We provide professional advice across a range of disciplines delivered from our in-house teams, whether it is finding a commercial use for a disused barn, investigating planning potential, managing business finances, working collaboratively with neighbours, optimising environmental income streams, producing a greenhouse gas footprint, or discussing your business options going forward. Brown & Co can support you on this journey. If you would like to find out more or sign up to the scheme, please email defraffr at brown-co.com or call 01480-598-869 and ask to speak to a member of the team. Our final guest this year is a couple of minutes with Santa. Hello, Santa. Would you consider giving me a little present this year? Ho, ho, no. You're a little old, I think you'll find. Look, what it is, I appreciate that, and I know I'm well past the days when I, you know, get the prezies, but just consider, all I want is for you to kind of fix the price of feed wheat to be £300 a tonne again. Ho, 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 £300? I think it was £300, wasn't it, in June? Ah, yes, Santa, but this time I'll sell it. Happy Christmas. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.